Welcome everyone to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Dr. Lawrence Van Beek. Ah, I like that. It, it has a soothing tone as it comes out. And I better use Reverend more often because I might lose that designation. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, um, because I'm not preaching 15 times a year. Hmm. They said then, and um, not working for a church, they said, you know, we might put you into. Um, <laughs> no, Larry was not swearing during that moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was weird. That was, that, of course, that was the uh, my microphone, or uh, um, my uh, speaker. But unless you're unless you're preaching, they put you in in inactive. They, I'm still a minister, but it's inactive. Oh, is this it's with the PAOC? Yeah, and mm. but they but you know I've had this thing for thirty years. I don't know for thirty five. I guess I don't know if I want to give it up. So yeah. I might. So I was going to ask if this podcast would count. Oh, yeah, preaching to a virtu- virtual congregation. Yeah, it could happen, eh? Yes, it could happen. We should but, start uh, our own church. That's what we should do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, would save me money because I have to pay. I have to pay money every month for this. <laughs> well i'm saying that you know the paoc should give us our own sort of church plant oh well a virtual, that a virtual church oh, I, I see what you mean hey yeah. how do i get rid of these facebook notifications um, I, I i got rid of them once but i went to facebook and it and for notifications it said um it what did it say it, it said i had it turned <laughs> off <laughs> i find the easiest way to get rid of facebook notifications on a phone uninstall facebook from your phone <laughs> oh that might that actually that might be a good idea except i Not, use it for messenger i i talk to lynn and messenger all the time well you can leave messenger on there just uninstall facebook oh i thought messenger was just a piece of facebook no it's it's a piece of um um software <laughs> yeah but it's separate from facebook even yeah. though it's linked to facebook isn't it yes yeah yeah but it's not it's not just a part of facebook yeah, it's just it's a it's a separate piece of software, but it just uses your Facebook account. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, well, okay. Well, let's get into something I do realize. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, we'll be doing a, a every week. We'll be doing Facebook Corner actually from now on. <laughs> <laughs> um. Huh. So hey, we're going to talk about the two witnesses in Revelation eleven, Lair. Okay. And other things such as that seventh trumpet that you promised them. You promised I, them the seventh trumpet and they're going to get it. For the last two weeks, we've been looking forward to oh, the seventh trumpet. Look at you. Yep. And here it is right here in chapter 11. You, the king of foreshadowing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and were we just saying that? I wish there was a book we could just look ahead and see our own futures. But Oh, yeah. I guess this is the book where we this is the book that we get. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it, folks. We're done. Thank you for uh, listening to our podcast. And uh, Uh, so, is there anything we should say about Revelation 11 before we jump in? You know what? This one, this one, I think um, we just got to deal with the witnesses as they as they show up in this book. And so, let's just go ahead and read and do it. Okay. And folks, I'll read if you're with me on the English Standard Version. I'll kind of break at the natural breaks as they do in the paragraphs. And and then we'll let Lara, Lara expound from there. Starting at verse 1, chapter 11. 
Then I was given a measuring rod like a staff, and I was told, rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship there, but do not measure the court outside the temple. Leave that out, for it is given over to the nations, and they will trample the holy city for 42 months. And I will grant authority to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1260 days clothed in sackcloth. So um, the way everybody figures this beginning, Steve, Hmm. is um, he's he's given a measuring rod and then he says, um, like, go and measure the temple of God. And they think this isn't an actual measurement that he's doing, hmm. but this is this is a sign of protection. This is for some reason, this measuring the temple is bringing protection because he's saying within this area, um, those who worship are protected, but outside um, it's given over to the nations. And of course, the other word for nations would be to the Gentiles. Okay. So the idea that, that the Jewish people are protected and, and the, um, the non-Jewish people outside the temple um, okay. are, are not under the protection of God. And they're going to trample um, the holy city for 42 months. So, so the idea is now Jewish people here, if, if you're... If you're a dispensationalist, you're 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 talking about actual Jewish people. Okay. If you're if you're not a dispensationalist, you could very well be talking about um, about Christians in general. Hmm. So so that's there's a there's a kind of a break between between the dispensationalism that sees a clear separation between Jew and Christian. Okay. And God has promises, different promises to both. And though there are other um, premillennialists that see that that this this is all referring to Christians, Jew and Gentile together, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So, and the idea here is there's a there's a protection upon it, and um, and and the nations are going to have their way here for 42 months. Now, how long is 42 months, Stephen? Um, I, about. Uh, it's almost four years long. It's about three and a half years. Yes. <laughs> and three and three and a half is a is well done, well done. And three and a half is a very important number in the Book of Revelation. Um, it's half of it, seven. Is that it? It's, well, it's half of seven, and it 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 refers to a limited time. Remember, a third of the right. earth is destroyed. Three and a half years, and yes, it is half the. Uh, if you're if you're quite literal, it's half the time of the tribulation. It's the first half oh. of the tribulation. My word. And the okay. second half is what they call the Great Tribulation. Okay. So, which we're, we're kind of in right now. And I will grant authority. Now he talk, starts to talk about his two witnesses. I'll grant authority to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth. Now, how long is 1,260 days, Stephen? I've no about uh, three and a half years? It's about... <laughs> It's about three and a half years. Oh, hey, look, look at me go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so so the idea is the same, right? And they're in sackcloth, so that's a that's a garment of mourning. Okay. And and they're prophesying to the people. <clears throat> now it's important to know who the two witnesses are. We don't know who the two witnesses are. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> That's but, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it would be terrific if we did. There's two um, <laughs> so there's there's there are there are two different ways of looking at it. One is that these are literal, 
and the other that this is figurative. If it's figurative, the two witnesses stand for Judaism and the church. Okay. They were the two witnesses through through the centuries of God's of God's prominence of God's power, right? Right. First it was Judaism, later on it was the church. So right. some people think those are the two witnesses. Now others see the two witnesses as literal people. And when we read the next section, we'll find out who these literal people are. And also, um, in verse four, we'll find out that's why people see them as as uh, Judaism and the church as well. So you can see both groups in this next section. Okay. And I'm not sure how far to read. If you have to go right down to the bottom, maybe you do. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go four to 13, folks. Here we go. These are the two... <laughs> These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. If anyone would harm them, and if anyone would harm them, fire pours from their mouth and consumes their foes. If anyone would harm them, this is how he is doomed to be killed. They have the power to shut the sky, that no rain may fall during the days of their prophesying, and that they have the power over the waters to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they desire. And when they have finished their testimony, the beast that rises from the bottomless pit will make war on them and conquer them and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city that symbolically is called Sodom and Egypt, where their Lord was crucified. For three days, for three and a half days, some, of the, some from the peoples and the tribes and languages and nations will gaze at their dead bodies and refuse to let them be placed in a tomb. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them and make merry and exchange presents because these two prophets that had been a torment to all those who dwell on the earth. But after three and a half days, a, a breath of life from God entered them and they stood up on their feet and, and great fear fell on those who saw him. And then they heard in a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud and their enemies watched them. And at that hour, there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. 7,000 people were killed in the earthquake, and the rest were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. I'll read this. Why not read that, too? The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe is soon to come. So remember, this is, remember the woes. There were, we're still in the seven trumpets. There were the four trumpets, and then the three woes, and we're still in the second woe. Right, 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 so, right. So again, these two these these are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord on the earth. That's where people see the two witnesses being Israel and the church. Okay. Right. Um, and actually, oddly enough, both olive trees and lampstands can stand for both Israel and the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But because Jesus was walking amongst the lampstands, and then he's talking about the church, that we often think that that's why that part is the is the church. <clears throat> if anybody harms these guys, now this is where people see them being literal people. So if you see them being Israel in the church, you got that. If you see them being literal people, there's usually two different uh, groups that they see them as. <clears throat> One is Enoch and Moses, and the okay. other is Moses and Elijah. I think Moses makes it in into both. Um, so, so those are... I'm sorry, Enoch and Elijah or Moses and Elijah. Let me say it properly. Those that say see it as Enoch and Elijah, the reason that they see Enoch and Elijah is because um, neither of them died. 
Right. Uh, Enoch, Enoch walked with God and God took right. him. He was not right. before God took him. And of course, there's the whole book of Enoch. And then um, and then Elijah was taken up in the fiery chariot while Elisha looked on, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the other way to see it is to see it as Moses and Elijah. And the reason they see Moses again is because the plagues. And it was Moses, um, it was under Moses' uh, administration that the plagues happened on Egypt. And hmm. so some some think that 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 these two witnesses are two actual people that are going to come back to Jerusalem. <clears throat> and I would love that, Steve. Like I still think that this is not two actual people right. sitting in Jerusalem. I think this is this is more symbolic than that. However, if it's not, um, these are these are some fearsome guys sitting in Jerusalem. They're sitting there with sackcloth and ashes. So, you know, you think they're just going to light themselves on fire and and be done with it, like. Like in like we've seen in the news every once in a while, right. but these are not that. No. When people come to harm them sitting there, fire comes from their mouth and devours <laughs> these. <clears throat> and isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like like <laughs> and Boom. and people are devoured. Yeah. yeah, and we're all watching it, and and they say everybody's going to see this, right? They're going to gaze on them from every language, tribe, and tongue once they're dead, and they're going to see all of this. And of course, literalists say, well, nowadays we can. Right. At the time of John, you couldn't see them from all over the world, but now you could, right? Right. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the idea behind it. So verse number six, they have the power to shut the sky. There's no rain um, until their prophesies ends. And that sounds, that's the piece that sounds like Elijah, right? right. And they have the power to turn the water into blood and strike the earth with every kind of plague. And that's the piece that sounds like Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then when they finish their testimony, so if it's the church, it's really talking about the testimony here. And that's mm-hmm. the more important piece, right? Mm-hmm. When they finish their testimony, the beast from the bottomless pit, so Satan comes out and he makes war on them and he conquers and kills them and leaves them dead in the street. Um, um, and the city is symbolically called Sodom and Egypt. So people think that they're sitting in Jerusalem, mm. right? Because uh, that's that's the symbolic idea um, of Jerusalem. And for three and a half days, people of every tribe and language and nation gaze in their bodies and they refuse them burial, which turns out to be a good thing. Yeah. And those those who dwell on the rejoice on the earth, they rejoice and they make merry and they exchange gifts because of these pro- prophets that tormented them. They're so happy to be rid of them. Right. That they actually have. They make it into Christmas. a national holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's a national holiday. I was going to say Christmas, but that would be very bad. Um, <laughs> and I'm certainly not going to say Hanukkah. So, I, so we'll just go with, with your idea. Well, it's, it's family day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you call it? Family day. <laughs> family day. Family day, yeah. yeah. Yes, go I was trying to think room. of the day on uh, Seinfeld that I just forgot. What's that one called? Oh, Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and and they're all so excited about this. And, of course, if it's – I just really do hope that it's all literal. I really <laughs> do. Um, because the two prophets that have been tormented, they're worshiping, and after three and a half days, God puts breath back in them. And they stand back up. And I heard a shout from heaven saying, come up here. Now, 
Mid-tribulationalists see this as the rapture. Yep. Either here or in chapter 14. And I'll, and that's where that's where the two witnesses work really well to be the church rather yeah. than actual people. Yeah, you have to take it figuratively at that point to get there, right? So Yeah, if the, if it's talking about the church and what's happening to the church is making the rest of the world excited, then then you're then you're right in where you need to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but look at look at how much this sounds like a rapture. Mm. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to them, "Come up here." And they went up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies watched them. And at that hour, there was an earthquake, and a tenth of the hit city fell, and seven thousand people were killed. So that's a figurative number, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the rest were terrified. And this time, for the very first time, the rest of them give glory to God. Mm-hmm. Which is which is really unusual, right? Right. So I don't see a rapture here. Because I'm going to see Christians in the very next chapter again. Right. Right. But again, if you see a rapture here in the next chapter, what you're going to see are our tribulation saints. Yep. So, so I like it. I like it. Um, rapture here, rapture next chapter. Um, if you're a pre-trib, you saw a rapture in chapter uh, three, right? Or at the beginning of chapter four, they saw that as a rapture as well. Mm. So there are these, these different places where people see Christians going and hmm. and we we probably will do a whole session on the rapture um, in the in the coming weeks but um, but even though I don't see a rapture in Revelation if you ask me is a rapture possible I will say of course it is of yeah. course God can do that he yeah. did it with Elijah he did it with Enoch yeah you know he didn't do it with Lazarus that's not a rapture but it, it's it's very possible to have it Right. I just don't happen to see it. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Seven chapter seven. Okay. <clears throat> uh, picking it up at verse 15 and we'll read right to the end of the chapter. Ooh. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven saying the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and, and his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. The 24 elders who sit on the thrones before God fell on their faces and worship saying, we give thanks to you, Lord God almighty, who was, and or sorry, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raised, but your wrath came and a time for the dead to be judged and for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both the small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant was seen within his temple. And there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and heavy hail. No. Remember, remember I said there's two ways of going about the, um, the, the different sevens in this book. And one is in a, in a um, linear manner, mm-hmm. that you have the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowls. The other way to see it is that each one takes you to the end of time. And I just want to show how much this looks like the end of time. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices saying, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. Mm-hmm. And he'll reign forever and ever. The 24 elders sit on their thrones and fall on their faces. And they say, we give thanks to God. That is, that sounds like the end of time, doesn't it? Yeah. It's over. 
it's the kingdom of Christ. We're now in heaven. Yep. And th and that's why that's why I tend to see it in a more parallel fashion than a linear fashion. Right. Because you can and draw this right back to chapter four, right? Easily. Very much so. Yeah. And it, it's actually just kind of a repetition of four, isn't it? Yep. We give thanks to God Almighty, who was and is, who is and was. And some people like to point out that they don't say and is to come mm -hmm. because he's now come. Okay. And and that's possible, isn't it? Right. Yeah. And you've taken your great power and you, you've now begun to reign. So it's, mm. it's now happening. The nations raged, but your wrath came. It's time for the dead to be judged. This is the end of time, Steve. Yeah. I can't, I can't get past it. It's just the end of time. Yeah. And it's a time to reward your servants, the prophets and the saints. Those who fear your name, both great and small, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth and the destroyers of the earth. And I think we're talking about Satan mm. and we're talking about the beast, right? Right. Time for them to be destroyed. Mm. And then God's, God's temple in heaven opened and the Ark of the Covenant was seen. And there's flashes and peals of thunder and an earthquake and, and all of the signs of God's presence and heavy hail. Right. All of the signs of God's presence. He's taken us to the end of time, and now he's going to go on in and, and, and pretend that he never said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, which, like he said, makes such a, if, if you're trying to read this linearly, mm. you have a real problem here, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And you definitely are in the next chapter. The, the next little interlude before you start into the bowls is, is going to take you down a, that, this, this symbolic path as well. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So. Buddy, thanks for this. This is fascinating stuff. Especially, yeah. I mean, even how it closes, right? You know, because there's so much symbolism right there of the temple's open, the ark is there, and then lightning, thunder, earthquake, hail, right? Just da -da 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 -da. Yeah. all showing yeah. God's majesty, power, authority. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, like you said, it's chapter four all over again. Yeah. Chapter four was the climax of the book, and he's just taking us back there. Yeah. And where else do you want to go other than heaven? So true. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this BC. Is... Maybe <laughs> lower mainland. I don't know. I don't but, know. I don't but know. But I still think heaven beats that. that. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> it's right. the closest you're going to get here on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're from New Zealand, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're from New Zealand, forget about they, it. They you've might got, have an argument then. Yeah. You've got hobbit holes. Good enough. <laughs> 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 well, folks, thank you so much for joining us. We sure enjoyed doing this for you. You'll see us and hear us. Well, you'll hear us. You won't see us. Uh, but you'll hear us in a week's time, and we'll do another edition of the Apocalypse Podcast. Talk to you then. Bye.